1: Well hello, it has been a while, listeners, but finally I've got some new episodes for you and this is one hell of a story to kick it all off. I've been pretty crazy busy now for the past couple of months, so thank you to everyone that came to see me on my Home Truths tour. I was particularly delighted this time to do some shows in the UK, so thanks a million if you came to one of those. Um, They were really good fun and people came. That was so strange, but thank you. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. But back to this... A new episode of Fascinated. This show, as always, is free. And if you would like to show your appreciation, please do leave a lovely review on iTunes or share it with somebody that you think otherwise wouldn't get to hear it, but you think might actually like it. So uh, yeah, just stick it up on social media, please. Or you could um, tell somebody on the bus why you're smiling when listening to it. That'd be great. And also you might make a new friend. Speaking of friends, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Garoad Farrelly and you can see some photographs from the interview there. So uh, come and say hi. You'll also see some photographs of my dinners and my cat boots and maybe some dull photographs of me backstage. But there you go. Uh, Yeah, so Instagram at, Garo, at say hello. This show as always is irregular. If you're a long term listener you will know that so make sure you have subscribed wherever you got this so that you don't miss an episode. So make sure you just turn your notifications on and uh, you'll never miss one. Okay it's season six let's go. Hello, you are very welcome to a new episode of Fascinated. Now, before you listen to this one, I can recommend that if you know nothing about The Honeys, you can go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast series, Uh, number one. Now, I don't normally recommend people listen to earlier episodes of this show because they make my skin crawl, to be honest. (laughs) There's a recommendation, but the first guest on this show was Mariama from The Honeys and Mariama had transferred into The Honeys back in the 90s to replace Heavenly Denton when she left they were already hugely successful, but Mariamma only lasted 11 months, and she now works as a midwife in a London hospital. Did you have people that go, hey, wait a second?
0: I did a bit, but a lot of people did the kind of, they recognised me, so they assumed they'd met me before. Okay. Because you're not going to expect to see someone that you are seeing on top of the pops in a hospital room delivering a baby. The first delivery is kind of your hands are on the baby and the midwife's hands are on yours. That's, that's the first one that you physically oh, do. Oh, wow.
1: Is there anything in the pop star world that can compare it to that?
0: We did the OT the other night, it came pretty close. So it's
1: a really good story and it might give you a little bit of background, but it's not essential. Today we are going to get the full story of The Honeys and believe me, some of it is jaw-dropping. My guest today is the lead singer, Selena Cherry. Now, I first heard of The Honeys when I found a CD copy of their album Wonder Number no. 8 on the CD player at home out of its case which made me insanely furious. At the time I was a big fan of Eternal who were everywhere at that time and it felt like The Honeys were in hot pursuit of their crown. When you think of The Honeys you immediately think of smooth soul ballads. For me, it seemed like they dominated a significant part of the 90s with these songs. Every secondhand CD shop was flooded with these weird hexagonal shaped promo CDs that their record company had put everywhere. It seemed like they released hit after hit, but here's the shocker The Honeys only ever released one album, and they were around for just three years. The original lineup of the band was Selena, Heavenly Denton, and Naima Belchiati. It was at the tail end of an unremarkable summer of 1998 that we got a break in the clouds when The Honeys arrived with the smash hit ballad, Finally Found. Success came quickly and it was a massive hit. And so was the follow-up, End of the Line. The Honeys were absolutely everywhere, and it wasn't just in Europe. Their singles had also been huge in Australia and they were getting serious attention in the US. Def Jam Records signed them to a huge deal and their third release, Love of a Lifetime, was just about to blow up. They shot an expensive video in New York City, They worked hard and were on their best behaviour, aware that Def Jam were about to sign them to a separate £1 million publishing deal. But as Selena will explain, that deal came crashing down when Heavenly dramatically left the group after their flight back to England. The Honeys went into freefall. They couldn't contact Heavenly and the group had been booked for a promotional tour of Australia where they just had a huge hit. In a bizarre move, the management made a decision to send a decoy. That's right, somebody was going to go in place of Heavenly, a look-alike, who 20 years later would become a Honey's meme referred to by fans as Fake Hev. So Neymar and Selena went to Australia with Fake Hev. So stay tuned if you want to hear how that went. When they came back from Australia, a new member was recruited, Mariama Goodman. You can hear more about Mariama in episode 1. Naima took an instant dislike to Mariama. Who knows why? Perhaps it was because she could sing. <laughs> That's kind of mean. <laughs> but it's true. If you happened to see a clip of Naima singing, it was pretty clear she hadn't a note in her head. But Naima looked good, and she was white, which, for the management at the time, it was an essential part of the group. The same management team also managed Eternal, and despite huge record sales, they had trouble getting Eternal things like magazine covers, because at the time, the thinking in publications was, black people don't sell magazines. Yeah, not everything about the 90s was great. Now, I did a bit of digging into this, and I found that at the height of their popularity, Eternal were in fact on the cover of smash hits. Recently, a nostalgia Twitter account tweeted that cover, and it was pretty interesting. The week Eternal were on the cover, The magazine also decided to give away free stickers. The 40 free stickers were attached to the front of the magazine. They completely covered Vernie, the top of Kelly's head was visible, and Esther's whole head was completely visible. The stickers stopped just short of Louise Nerding, the only white member of the group, and she can be seen in full length. But that was probably just a coincidence, wasn't it? With the American deal gone, the Honeys repackaged what was already a successful album and recorded some new material with Mariana and the success continued unabated by the lineup change. They had massive hits with Never Let You Down,
0: down,
1: which was kind of a tongue in cheek dig at Heavenly for walking out on the band and also Won't Take It Lying Down and the repackaged album went gold. Then the unthinkable happened. Mariama had had enough.
0: I reached the point where I was crying every morning, had to get up and go into work.
1: This is where the story gets weird. The accepted version of events is that Mariama could no longer take the clashes with Naima, and she left. The management panicked and organised a horrible meeting, which Punnies fans all know about, where they called Heavenly, who was still under contract, and Naima and Selena to a meeting without telling them who would be there. They were all horrified to see each other, but were told to sort out their differences as this was the only lineup of the Honeys that would work. Now, from a PR perspective, the story was perfect. Singer leaves girl band and is replaced by new singer. New singer leaves and is replaced by original singer who left in the first place. It was a perfect solution, but as you will hear from Selena, that's not really what happened. Well, it is, but the timeline is off. I think I'll let Selena explain that one. With Heavenly back, The Honeys recorded a second album, Harmony. They released some great singles like Talk To The Hand, I Don't Know and Not Even Gonna Trip, which was even included on the soundtrack to the Nutty Professor movie. Then they were unceremoniously dropped and the album never saw the light of day. The Honeys came out of hiatus just once on TV to perform finally found on the ITV show Hit Me Baby One More Time. After that, some Honey's tracks were recorded, but again, members switching in and out torpedoed chances of any longevity. Selena recorded some solo stuff and did some songwriting with her cousin to get a publishing deal. And a record label were very impressed with one of the demos, This Is Your Night, is your night. and asked them if they wanted to release it as a single. The style was different to what they normally did, but they released it anyway, calling themselves Another Side. It was a minor hit and the label were impressed and asked for an album. But Selena's cousin wasn't into it, and it went away.
0: Don't be stupid, Jake. It's too dangerous, and you're unarmed. Acting
1: roles and pantos kept Selena afloat, and the honeys weren't heard of again until they took part in the big reunion on ITV, and then went with the cast on an arena tour. Afterwards, Heavenly, Selena, and Mariama agreed to fund an album. An amazing single, Price You Pay, was teased, but never actually got released. Eventually, a single called Definitely Something did come out, but guess what happened? On the eve of the release, Heavenly left. So now The Honeys have continued as a duo. Now, if you haven't heard of Selena or The Honeys, you might be tempted to think, who is this nightmare that people keep leaving in the lurch? Well, that just isn't the case either. Selina is without question one of the loveliest people I have interviewed. She is really decent and down to earth, and as a Honeys fan, she is everything you would hope she would be. When I chatted to Selina, I could see that it's clearly hard for her to think back to that time. And in the interview, that was quite obvious. There were a few times when she would shake her head in despair, or other times she would just burst out laughing at some of the ridiculous things they had to deal with when they were still only kids themselves. After the interview, when we were walking out, She said that a few days before she had passed the office where the Honey's management had been based and she had stood staring at it in a trance for about 10 minutes, completely overwhelmed by the madness that had happened inside those walls. So many bad decisions had been made on her behalf, opportunities taken away from her by people she had trusted. Honey's was treated as a product, owned by men in suits, They were probably the people who decided to put the CDs in those stupid hexagonal cases, which meant you couldn't stand them up properly and they just jutted out from the other CDs and they got worn down. Selena is the Honeys. Amid the chaos that was swirling around her, it was her voice that sold the records. When the Def Jam deal was on the table, Honeys were pitched as the rival to Destiny's Child, who subsequently took over the world. Had that deal happened, well, who knows. But what we did get was three years of unforgettable music, and as you will hear, a great story. This is the absolutely brilliant Selena Cherry. A 90s goddess is sitting in front of me. I have been a fan since the very beginning, Selena, and I thought I would give anything to have you on the podcast but this morning a child threw up on me on the plane and to be honest (laughs) with you I'm not sure it was worth it
0: I'm not sure (laughs) it'll be worth it don't worry (laughs) yeah so how are you I'm good, I'm good. It's a nice sunny day, so... It is, it's lovely. Yeah.
1: Though we're in a very sterile office,
0: listeners. It is very...
1: of <laughs> sure. It is. If, if we set up a company, Selena, this is what it would yeah, look like. Yeah, definitely. I feel like have I could like have a computer there.
0: in front of me and be writing something really boring right now.
1: Yeah, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> so how are you? You're, you're good. You're, yeah, i are good. You were saying your dad is in hospital today getting cataracts done?
0: Yeah, he's getting the test for the cataracts, so okay. they're doing the whole spray in the eye thing and seeing what they should do. So he's a bit nervous, but he'll be all right. I'll oh, be good. He'll yeah. be good. What age is he? He is, oh God, 60... I think he's 63 or 64. 60. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah. God, so he's, he's young. Yeah. See, I always forget how young you were.
0: Well, I'm not really.
1: Oh, you are. He had you were, me young. Oh, right. Okay. I'm
0: 42. Well,
1: that's young. I mean, considering well, I the length of your career.
0: Yeah, I You know, what I mean,
1: you, you must have been very young when it all kicked off.
0: Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'd been doing a lot of stuff before Honeys. I'd been in about two or three girl bands before no I'd even yeah, got involved with Honeys. Wow. So from 16, I got signed to Walt Disney Records. No so way. I was in a girl band with Walt Disney Records and they wanted us to be the next big thing um, and singing Disney songs, but in a pop style. And, um, yeah, we tried it. it. It really sucked, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at the back of the videos now, I'm like, oh, my God, did I actually do that? But it was a good idea at the time. Yeah. And what, it was what, a great achievement. huh? What were they called? Uh, illusion.
1: Illusion. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so, um, well, was there anyone else in it that we'd know? or?
0: Um, no, you wouldn't know anyone else that was in it. But there were three of us. And we were sixteen years old, and then one girl got caught smoking, so she got thrown out of the group. And then we were a duo, and then it just didn't work.
1: It's a bit familiar. Yeah, it's a bit familiar. <laughs> Very
0: familiar. I should have known then it was the story of my life. <laughs> um, and
1: so, are you still in touch with any of the illusions?
0: Yes. Oh yeah. wow! On That's Facebook. Lovely. Thank God for Facebook. Oh, so yeah, wow. we do still still talk every now and again. Oh, that's kind of Check cool. Kinnon. Yeah, it's kind of they cool. must have been
1: Were they seriously jealous when Honey's kicked off?
0: Um, I don't know if they're seriously <laughs> jealous, but um, they were very happy for me.
1: Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. So tell us, how did Honey's kick off? Because from what I know about Honey's, it, it began as a duo called Essence.
0: Right. Kind. Of, right. That's kind of... Yeah, Essence is right, but it wasn't a duo. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been a lot of stories about how Honey's got together and when we were first, um, when we first formed, we were sort of told by the record label that we had to make up a story of how we got together because it was a bit far-fetched. But the truth is that I auditioned one evening very late, um, this guy said to me, I know this guy, he's got Eternal, he's got all these great groups, he wants you to, you know, he wants to put an, together another group will you come and audition? it was like 10 o'clock at night and I thought, oh God, you know, and I'd just come out of the whole illusion thing and I was just thinking, I don't want to be in another girl band. So he came to my house, my friend Tony dragged me down to First Avenue and then I met Dennis Inglesby and I performed for him that evening. I can't even remember what I sang. And then the next day I was in rehearsals. Wow. Yeah.
1: So there was, there was something on the go.
0: Like yeah, the, like he Heavenly had idea. been in the group for probably the past two years with oh. all different girls swirling oh, wow. in and out around her the whole time. So she'd been with First Avenue for, in development for a while and had so many different girls in and out of the band and it never worked out. Oh, wow. Now I know why. But, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so then when I came in, um, they were like, okay, cool, you know. So then it was myself and another girl called Charmaine and we recorded some stuff together and um, then they did, so Heavenly was the lead singer then. So I have to really think back now. We're going back 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then they decided they wanted to get rid of Charmaine and put Neymar in the band. But we did know okay. Neymar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and next thing we know, this girl was in the band with us, you know, and um, as we started to record stuff, I sort of got pushed forward more as doing the lead. And I think that's probably when a lot of the hostility started within the band at right. that so time. it yeah. was even then
1: before it even had I think off. so, was, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Deep down. Yeah. Hidden. Weirdness. I suppose it is hard
1: if you're in a band and then somebody else comes along and gets pushed to
0: front. Yeah, I can see that that would be really annoying. And I didn't even yeah. want to sing lead. That was the thing. I just kind of wanted to bop on the side and do what the girls. Really? Do. Yeah. Oh my that god! Was because my... you were
1: such a front woman. Well, I always felt that by looking at, at videos and yeah, and uh, when even with the live. I think I just had to take right on it.
0: that on that role. If that makes any sense, because. I suppose it could be acting because i I'm an actress as my first love, um and it wasn't singing was not something that I really wanted to do, but it was always something that I just kept falling into, and I think with you know when you're that age, like eighteen, and your management is saying, right well, you're gonna sing this, you're so desperate to be you know famous and to have a different yeah, life yeah. that you'll kind of do whatever they say at that age, you know okay. without. You know, you know that it might be stepping on someone's toes, but you kind of just do as they say because they—they're like they're gods the, to that you. To know. Yeah, they're—they're wow. they're the gods, you know. So you're kind of like, okay, well, I'll do that, you know. Which I could see why it would be a bit of a push out for Heavenly being there years before me, you know, yeah. as the lead, and then I come in, and then it's kind of like, well, she's going to sing this and she's going to sing that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that, but your talent is undeniable, Selena. Thank you. It is undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you say that um, the that honeys were managed by the same group as Eternal, or by the same people as Eternal. Yeah. Because I've always thought that Eternal must have been looking at the material that you were getting, like the songs, yeah. and thinking, "Why the hell didn't this come across our desk?" Because-
0: well, we used to get some of Eternal stuff, and I remember um, even recording one of Eternal songs, and then here and then releasing it, and thinking, "Hey, what's happened?" Oh, one? Um, Don't you love me? Oh wow! Yeah,
1: that is really we called interesting. Called that? Yeah, that's a, they, I could see how he's doing that.
0: Yeah, it was re, it was really good actually. Oh wow! Yeah, but um, then they released it and we weren't even aware. It was like, oh okay, you know. Oh wow! Yeah,
1: because it sounds like end of the line and finally found. do oh, you wrote finally found didn't yeah. You, you wrote on that? Yeah, yeah. The they were incredible. Thank like you. the start to a band's career, like they were yeah. two. They were two from the greatest hits. You know I remember think, years I behind.
0: know it's crazy I remember thinking when they told us Finally found was going to be the first single we all said no because we wrote it and we didn't rate ourselves as songwriters at that time we'd never written anything so they were like no that's going to be your first single and all of us was like no totally against it but we had to go along with it and it was our biggest single yet you know
1: God, it was brilliant I still remember yeah. the morning I saw it because I I um I used to watch Live and Kicking in CD UK and then yeah. buy the single in the afternoon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, what we did in those days. Yeah. You know, we was, don't I'm have anything so like that now. It much nicer. Yeah. It
1: really, really was. Um, wow. So when it kicked off, then it kicked off in a big way. Like there was yeah. no... It didn't... Like success wasn't drip fed to you. It no, it
0: happened well. overnight. And it was a lot for yeah. all of us because, you know, we've been in development for a couple of years, Heavenly a bit longer. Um, we did media training and all sorts of things and we had an absolute ball recording the first album and just doing you know just kind of not being known but you know having this yeah, lifestyle yeah. of recording studios and you know we didn't have much money and we i had this little banger a mini metro and we used to go travel from different studios in my my little car and you know we had a lot of fun in the beginning and um yeah i've forgotten the question was it <laughs>
1: Back in those days, yeah. like we were talking about your dad. So was your dad looking at you thinking, she's just dreaming? Or was he thinking, no, like, what think, would it have been like for him? To, you know, Because you're going in yeah. and out of bands and then it's like, oh, no, no, this is a big thing. It must be very hard for parents to go, okay. <laughs>
0: I think my parents always saw something in me. Because um, I went to theatre school from the age of four. So oh, yeah, right, okay. they kind of were used to me doing stuff. I had acting jobs and I was on TV before being in the honeys doing different acting jobs. Okay. So they were used to seeing me do that. So when they, when they saw me going in and out of girl bands and stuff, as I got older, they kind of thought that was probably what I was going to do. And I also was in a girl band with my sister and two of my cousins called Cliché. Okay. And then I left that band to be in the honeys. Oh right. Yeah. How it back again down. not great. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was a risk. Of course. I didn't know what was gonna happen. But they must have been <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I when don't you're know. all
1: of a sudden on top of the pops.
0: <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it was it was hard, you know, and I even missed them in that oh, way. Yeah, like I course. would have been, you know, but I think siblings argue, people who don't know each other argue Females, in a band, just not a good combination. If you've got conflicting personalities, full it's going stop. It's gonna kick off. Yeah, it's gonna kick off at some point, you know. So, yeah.
1: And, and I suppose the, the album came out, um, Wonder number no. 8. Yeah. That was after the second single, was it, or finally found the End of the Line and then?
0: I don't even know, I can't even remember. Can you believe that? Um, so, uh, was it Love for like, a Lifetime and then it came out? Oh, no, it came out after End of the Line.
1: Oh, yeah, because yeah. then you, so, after End of the Line, then you went to America yeah. because Def Jam, the label, yeah. were gonna, were like, okay, we're taking Honey's stay yeah.
0: We'd done so around. well that America wanted us. Um, Def Jam, we were the first girl band to sign to Def Jam from the that, that, UK. That's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's a massive deal, you know, and we had a massive deal. We had a million pound um publishing contract, about to sign it. Um, You know, we were going to be huge. I remember walking around in New York and going in to buy some sweets and a a newsagents and, like, looking down and seeing my face on the front cover of a magazine, you know, in New York. So I was like, oh, my God, this is is big, you know. We recorded our video. We had all the top people, top hair, makeup people, you know. Um, And then it all just... Went. Went like that.
1: And I suppose how, so you did, you know, your big three day video shoot for a yeah. love of a lifetime, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how soon, how soon after, you know, you're on the crest for a wave, obviously you have three days yeah. pouting and dancing hmm. and having a great time. And how soon after that did you realize, okay, we're in trouble?
0: Um, pretty soon after that, because I remember Heavenly acting really weirdly on the video shoot. Um, and not really quite knowing what was wrong with her, and then just kept saying, "Oh, I'm missing Matt," which is her boyfriend at the time. And we kept asking her, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" Matthew
1: Marsden. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually in this series as well. Is he? Yeah.
0: Oh, Matthew Marsden. Got a few words to say to him, but yeah. I'll give you his number. <laughs> we got him on the phone now. <laughs> Sorry, he's not even worth it. It's not worth the breath. Yeah, he kind of had her reading all these weird books, and you know, she just she changed to a completely different person, and. um I could see something was wrong with her. So when we got off the flight from New York, just finished on our video and everything like that, she said, "I'm not coming back." And we were like, "Okay. She's having an off day, you know." Yeah. But then she didn't. So
1: So you you, you land in Heathrow. Yeah. And she turns around and says, "I'm not coming back." Yeah, and, and, walks that, off. and that's the last you heard of her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what, when, when did you realise it was actually not just a strop that this was...
0: Um, when the management company were calling and saying, she really is not coming back, um, we don't really know what to do because you've just got a number one in Australia and you guys have got to go over to Australia to do promo. And then they had this like great idea of, um, great in inverted commas, idea of getting another girl in who looked like Heavenly... Fake Heavenly. Fake hair. There is a
1: lot there is a lot of questions about fake heavenly yeah. on the internet. So you
0: <laughs> That's got nothing to do with me, by the way.
1: <laughs> this is this is just classic yeah. boardroom speak. This, yeah. These are just the decisions. These are the that are men in the room like where we are offices. right now
0: going, let's get a fake heavenly. Yeah. You know? Just not vaguely
1: racist even about the whole thing.
0: It's just weird. It's just, it's just off. Like, you know, either say she's sick. <laughs> or just don't, you know? I, I don't know.
1: So you you went you went to Australia with we went with to Australia fake, with Faith Heavenly, who was
0: an absolute nightmare, may I say? Hope hope to never see her again. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> she was awful, and it just she clashed with all of us. Um, well, me and Neymar. yeah, everybody actually management company.
1: So you were she? She was just a dancer. She she just had to do the performances. Yeah, with you.
0: she happened to have long curly blondie hair, like what Heavenly had at the time. And they thought they could fool the fans and fool Australia, (laughs) because Australia know nothing. We could just get another black girl to go in there and just be black, you know, and no one's gonna notice that she's different. You know, I mean, it's just, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like it's a scenario of people saying, basically all black people look the same so that they're not gonna know, yeah. So there it was a little white man in a room. Yeah, basically. So that was their idea. Neymar and I were like, what? But you know, still in a position where we couldn't really say anything or do anything. Yeah, bad. yeah, of course, because you don't feel like you have power. I yeah, think. we had to go with it. We always felt like we didn't have any power. So we had to go with it, you know. Because I suppose,
1: bear in mind, you're you're young and you're on single three at this point. Like It's not like yeah. you've got like six albums behind no. you.
0: No. So we're thinking, gosh, you know, we don't know th- we're don't we in crisis right now. Kevin not answering any of our calls. She's just gone. We're going to lose our deal in America. We, we're about to sign a publishing deal, you know. Our lives are going to be completely down the toilet. But the management company said, no, do this. No one's going to notice. Take fake Hev to Australia. You know, <laughs> it's all going to be fine. Um, and yeah, it wasn't. Got back. Hev still didn't want to rejoin the group. And um, so they said, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to go with fake Hev as your new Hev? Or do you want to look for someone else? And I said, definitely look for someone else because this girl was not interested. Okay. Um, she was like a bit of a nightmare to work with. So I said, we'll look for someone else. But by this time, Love of a Lifetime had already started to be shown. So it okay. was kind of in the middle of the promo for Love of a Lifetime, so it was a really awkward time. But I um, I remember auditioning a few girls. They came into the office and um, then Mariama walked in. Okay. And I had not, I didn't know her, but I'd seen her before like at road shows and stuff, like with Solid Harmony. And I said, you know, we'll go with her because I knew that she could do what needed to be done. You know, she's a good singer, she's a good dancer. She'd be able to slot, slot in straight yeah. away. We wouldn't have to teach someone, you know, yeah, how, how to do a, it. She'd been yeah, in a yeah. girl band already. She knows how it works. It was perfect, you know. So I chose Mariama to be in the band. And the rest is history, really. we she. So when Mariama came
1: on board, um, like firstly, was there ever, was there? There must have been a conversation in a small room somewhere where somebody thought we could dump Neymar and have Selena go solo? No. Was that never?
0: That never came up. In fact, the only conversation that came up was, let's dump Selena and Mariama and have Neymar go solo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was the only conversation that ever came up within my management company. Never once did they ever approached me about doing a solo thing. And... I'd even spoken to them about it, and because I mean that's a no-brainer
1: because you're doing these live TV performances, yeah. you're singing live.
0: I think then, then got lived, the you know what? Then we lived in a world where I think they just thought black doesn't sell because the the reason why they put Neymar into our band was because they needed to have a white influence in our band because they said to us if we didn't, we weren't going to sell records. And then that's they started saying we've had this problem with Eternal. Eternal can't get on FHM, Eternal can't get the front pages of smash hits, Eternal can't get this, Eternal can't get that. All this negativity was coming from their experience with Eternal.
1: I I would have thought, though, that because Eternal... I I do remember Eternal talking about that, that they couldn't get magazine covers Mm. because apparently black people on the front of a magazine doesn't sell, blah, blah, blah. I would have thought, though, that with the success of Eternal... You know, they because they were be about through. four or five years yeah. behind you. Um, that it would have pushed open some doors, but clearly it didn't.
0: At that time, our management company didn't didn't think so because all we would hear was it was difficult. They found everything difficult with Eternal. It was easier when Louise was in it. When Louise came out of it, everything has been difficult since. You know. Okay. Um, Because they're black girls, and that's what we used to hear. So you know, if you've got Neymar in the band. Then the white girl more, opens doors. Yeah, the white girl opens doors, you're more commercial, you're going to get... And they were right. You know, we did get into FHM, we did get into Maxim and things like that because of Neymar. Um, and I do feel it was because of her, her skin colour and her good looks that opened quite a lot of doors for us as a band. So that's why they saw her mainly as the star of the band and why they would approach her with... A recording contract, rather than me, at the time. That's astonishing. Because look, Esther. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Am- I've never understood. It. That I've girl never understood. should be the Whitney Houston yeah. of, of England.
1: Yeah. Well, you should, you if know. she's Whitney, you should be Beyonce. Well, I mean, yeah, you were both you be incredible, like yeah. absolutely incredible.
0: Incredible talents. You know, they our management company definitely knew how to spot incredible talents, and incredible um, front persons for front people for their for their groups, but they didn't know what to do with it. You know, and I just think with with us, they just sort of saw us as like the band that's not going to, they can kind of break through the black band with the white girl that's going to break open. I mean, I don't know why they wanted to get things like FHM and Maxim, like who cares?
1: Well, Do you know I, what I, I mean, mean I, surely the single boy in public, yeah, which I would imagine 90s pop was uh, girls and gay men. And gay teenagers, yeah. you know, <laughs> none of them are picking up h m
0: <laughs> Exactly, so who cares? Like, but that's right. what we used to hear, you know, like, oh, you know, we couldn't get them in this and we couldn't get them in that. But, you know, with you guys, we will be able to... And, and I always felt bad because the girl that was in before Neymar was a black girl and she was a lot darker than me. And I think that's the reason why they took really? her out. Yeah, I really do.
1: That's astonishing. Yeah. I mean, it probably shouldn't be astonishing because... <laughs> but that's off.
0: It's just how the how the, the dark side of the industry that a lot of people don't see, you know. And in those days, I think everybody... It, it wasn't how it is now, you know. Everybody was kind of... It was difficult for black people and difficult for black girls to get into these bands and to get on the front cover of magazines. And, you know... I, I mean, it was a
1: very urban sound. You know, yeah. it was mumbo...
0: You, you know, you, yeah. you know,
1: because you, you were nominated for the, or you performed at the Mobile yeah. Awards. And the, but the MOBOs
0: only had us because we would perform with Kelly LaRocque. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was like, well, we they can perform, but as long as they perform alongside another black artist, because we always, we always sort of, we didn't, we weren't black enough and we weren't white enough, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was
1: the Whitney Houston.
0: Yeah. We had the Whitney Houston effect, yeah. where to black people we in black environments or if we did like an R and B club, we wouldn't go down too well because they would be cussing, saying we were watering down.
1: Oh right. The R and B
0: music it was too watered down. Do you know what I mean? So we were crossing more over onto the white side. Um, you know, I never understood any of it until I got into the band and saw how it works okay. and how, how and led by management. It's yeah. led by
1: managers and, and we always
0: had like we'd do our singles because the singles would sell better if they were watered down, and then we would have the remixes for the clubs, which I think was a good thing that we did that, the ignorance remixes. So we were always able to take those two clubs and then be accepted through that. Okay. You know, through our remixes rather than what the singles were saying. Wow.
1: Yeah. a it's real, it's real eye opener. Yeah, and totally
0: when, different nowadays.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Like it's just the, the whole it's opened up now. That yeah, completely opened, opened the power up. that they yeah. had. When when Mariam came on board, did you have any inkling that things were still roby, and that she might go?
0: Um, yeah, I did. All right, okay. Um, it was hard for her to one be coming from a another band that obviously she's attached to emotionally. Okay. And then to come into a band that's already famous, it's a really difficult situation. Um, and I could see she wasn't, she was struggling with it and her and Neymar clashed big time. So that was a massive struggle for her.
1: Yeah. At this point, the the, the deal in America was gone.
0: Yeah, that the was- deal, we lost the deal. We lost our publishing deal. We lost everything, basically. That was when, he,
1: haven't he Yeah.
0: Because okay. they were just about to spend an awful lot of money on us. And a girl left the group. Yeah. And, you know, it just didn't work. And we, we took, we tried to do a showcase in America for the record label. And I just don't think the record label liked the dynamics of us with Mariama. Okay. They liked the look of hair, and they felt probably like putting millions of pounds into this group before it started has already yeah you know it we can't do it and i understand that
1: yeah it's just an investment
0: yeah it's a wow. financial investment to them so they were like nah
1: well when when Marianna left like you've spoken about this before and um, one of the most bizarre things that i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> was that you were summoned to a meeting with, with your management company you and anema yeah and who should walk in? Yeah. And what have, Yeah. And you hadn't seen her since she'd left?
0: No. Wow. Awkward. It was, you know, when I look back on it now, I just think, one, how dare the management company do that to me and Neymar? It's, it doesn't... And, you it, know, it's just, it's just horrible. And to Hev as well. You know, it's an awkward situation for her, even though she deserved it, but it was, it was awkward. Um, It's just not the way you do things.
1: No. Well, I mean... It, what it really speaks fo- in volumes uh, of is that the management seemed to think that they that they were the honeys, yeah, and that they were this thing, yeah, and they were just literally they could just slap yeah. people in and out, and it was do, do you want to work for us?
0: Yeah, that's which, how it. Which felt. is horrible because yeah. you're. I mean, and it, it was that it,
1: it, it, you wrote the first single, you yeah. wrote the thing that made it successful, it, and it
0: what it was that because between us, I think if we had had a unity between us as three females together. We could have taken over the world. But if you don't have that and you let the management company feel like they are the group, you know, um, then you're not gonna you're not gonna do you you guys have got to be tight. You have to be. Otherwise it's not gonna work. And that's what it was. We weren't tight as a group, and the management company could come in and manipulate all of us individually at different times. Just dividing hunger. Yeah. And that's just how it was, really. So you know, we get called in, Heavenly's there, and they're basically saying, we want to put Heavenly back in the group.
1: And when, when Heavenly came back, how, like obviously you had to start working together almost immediately. And mm. Where were you with the second album? The second, was that re- recorded or was, were you? Well, we were in the
0: middle of recording the second album. And funnily enough, the day that they called us in and surprised us with Heavenly, um, Mariama Mariama was still in the group. Oh. Yeah. She was still in the group. So how did that work? They basically (laughs) these people are crazy. They basically were saying we want to put Heavenly back in the group. So what are you gonna do about it? Do you know what I mean? As if to say we have to get rid of Mariama. But Mariama Called the next day, saying that she didn't want to be in the band anymore, and it was just like, "What? Wow! Yeah,
1: that makes no sense.
0: Does some, make it doesn't make sense. Well, no, but the timing was immaculate. The timing was immaculate. Um, and Mariama says she she seriously, honestly decided she did not want to be in the band anymore." That's weird. So we had one bad member down. I wasn't gonna dash Mariama <laughs> for Heavenly. There was no way. Yeah. Um it just wasn't gonna happen. But then we ended up one member down and thinking, what the hell do we do? Might as well go with their their little plan of putting Heavenly back in the group then. Otherwise we've got no career.
1: <laughs> so what age are you then? You're like what, twenty three or twenty two?
0: Yeah. I'm over it already. How are you not... (laughs) It's crazy. How are you not insane? I I am insane.
1: (laughs) So when, like,
0: uh,
1: when did it all then, because to be honest with you, the song's like, uh, you know, I'm not even going to trip. Yeah. I love that song.
0: Yeah, I love that song. I just
1: think that was, because when I first heard that song... I saw Heaven He was back. I was like, what yeah. the hell?
0: And it was it. Yeah, it was just
1: like, what the hell? But the song was amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're, yeah, they're sorted now. It's going to be yeah. fine. Um, but, and then I don't know. That was a cool song as well. And, but then it just, when, when did you realise it's done?
0: Um, we did, I don't know. And the funny thing was, we were all getting on pretty well. You know, we'd kind of... of was that down carpet? to? Because that just doesn't happen.
1: Like, were you, were you given in or were you just like oh
0: (laughs) I think I'm just a bit of a pushover and I'm quite a forgiving person and if someone says they're sorry about something then I forgive them you know um and I always like to keep the group dynamics like you know on an even and happy what's it called level you know so I would always be the the one in the middle saying you know playing the good cop and try to, for our careers, keep us all as friends, you know, so we can that's, make some that's, money out of it. That's impressive.
1: And, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, were you making money? Like, were like where you...
0: In the beginning, yeah, and then as time went by, you know, we weren't making money out of it, and we needed to. Yeah, of course. So it was, you know, me thinking about us, and, you know, we need to stick together so we can actually get... Something out of this, what we've worked so hard for, of course. you know? Yeah.
1: And when did you, when did you realize then that it was done, that Harmony was not going to come out? And...
0: Well, I don't know, came out and then it went in at like 20, I think it was 24. And the record company just went crazy. Like, oh dear, you know, number 24, this is terrible. You're usually hitting number four, you know? Yeah. Um, you're over. Just because we went in at like 20-something. I mean, they picked the single, sure. I know, they did pick the single. And they, they completely destroyed it, actually. It was a really nice song. And they took it into the studio and changed the music and every, everything about it. And it went from being a really heartfelt, really emotional song to kind of a bit middle-of-the-road watered down. So it basically it
1: went from being what you were known for. <laughs>
0: yeah. To just being... Just yeah. some water to some yeah. And we had a million bet- better singles that we'd recorded on the second album yeah the, the, there's, so
1: there's some stuff yeah the second album's amazing yeah obviously
0: but, so it. many <laughs> like many people look I'll give you whatever, whatever I owe you don't worry it's enjoy it enjoy, it enjoy it you know we had some brilliant songs on there we oh it's like, great why I don't know I mean I always think there must have been some sort of politics behind it I don't know may probably manage the people that wrote the record Okay. The, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean that kind of thing because we had songs that we had recorded in America with Shep Crawford, who'd worked with Whitney Houston and Deborah Cox, people like that. We had brilliant songs. Mm.
1: There's a ballad on that album. I can't remember what the name of it is, and it is so good.
0: It's best man. Uh, oh god. Yesterday, I can't just as I am. Just as I am. Yeah, just as I am. For instance, classical, brilliant honeys. Get you every time. Yeah. Song. Why wasn't that a single? weird that's what we wanted to be the next single
1: also you re- when Miriam came on board you repackaged the the album yeah was there ever a thought of we could just do a new album because I mean they, 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 I presume you didn't re-record the album with her vocals you just did a couple no. of songs
0: yeah we should have done a new album Wonder Number no. 8 had sold loads already um, we should have just closed it there and done a new album but the record the record label didn't want to do it so it's not up to us yeah Nothing was ever down to us.
1: It's so strange, yeah. isn't it? It's just, it's, it's almost like people just weren't, didn't have their eyes on the ball or something. Yeah. It's in the intervening years between the end of of Honey's Mark One and and um, and the big reunion, like you did a couple of things together. Yeah, like the the Hit Me Baby One More Time and and stuff yeah. like that. How was it when you got back together then?
0: Yeah, we had a few kind of like should we, shouldn't we should we, shouldn't we we recorded some new stuff with the producer Um, we were going to come back out together then I don't even know what happened yeah, I do know what happened then Naima decided she didn't want to do it Oh right, okay Um, This is all unsigned this is just us being us Um, she decided she didn't want to do it anymore Um, so then we got my sister involved and she was doing gigs with us and we even recorded material with her Oh wow um, some really good songs, actually. And um, then that didn't work out because Heavenly decided she didn't want to do it anymore. <sighs> oh, Selena. <laughs> I mean, and this then I tried not... to have a solo career and then that didn't You happen. did a solo
1: album that was really good. I have a copy of that. Really? Selena Cherry.
0: Oh, that you know what? That's not a proper solo album, really. Because that's an album that I did to sell at Pantos. Get out of town. Yeah, it wasn't a, a me doing a solo album. It was just... That's why it's got Christmas songs on it and stuff, because it was... It's really good. You like it? Yeah, it's really good. There's it, a it, it happened in it. like, we did it in a couple of months. I did it with Steve Levine, who was the producer of the first album. Wonder I mean, N- it's, number it's one very well
1: produced. There's a yeah. song on it. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, God. It's like the, it's like, it's the song that's after the three covers that start. can't remember, but it's... Yeah, it's
0: like, yeah I can't that's... remember either. <laughs> but thank you. But yeah, that was, that was literally just a sell at Pantomime's. It wasn't my, like... It wasn't your heart project? It was no, just like a, let's yeah. go do this? I did it in a couple of months and that was it, bish, bash, bosh. Wow. Yeah.
1: And when the big reunion started, um, you must have been, I mean, you must have been very reluctant. Were you reluctant or were you excited or were you... Uh,
0: it was weird because I just didn't know anymore, but I knew that I had issues and I needed them resolved. So, I mean, I, you know, I felt like we, we hadn't gone out with a bang, if that made any sense. I know what you
1: mean, yeah. But um, I mean, if, if, like you, obviously you have your whole life, yeah. you know, your life as a, as a whole. But there is this thing in it, like the honeys, mm-hmm. that if you were introduced to somebody, I mean, you look exactly the same. People are still going to go.
0: They used to, so up until about five, <laughs> five years ago, five minutes ago, five years ago. And then people just don't really, I suppose, you know, it's been about 20 Twenty one years. It's a long time, so Yeah. I don't get recognised anymore. But for
1: it to be such baggage, because yeah. you know, because we all got the songs out of it. Yeah. Whereas you got <laughs> massive amount of stress by the yeah. by by hearing the story. Um, it must be really hard for you you probably there was that need for you to resolve it or to, to I to think so put it
0: to bed. Yeah. Um I think it was the right thing to do. And it was it felt good because you, you kind of felt a little bit like, did anybody care, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, did anyone even know our music, you know, how many people did we actually reach out to? I don't know. Cause I just don't know anything about, you know, it all just went literally downhill. Um, and we all just went and got on with our lives, like normal lives, having to go and get jobs and things yeah, like yeah. that, you know, um, and not being used to that.
1: And did you, did you get a job after yeah. our 20s? Oh, what did you do?
0: Oh, I don't know. Well, I did a bit of acting for a while.
1: Saw your show reel, and you played a, you played a cop. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> like I mean, I don't know what that was, but that was. It was a short film. Brilliant. Yeah. You were really, really brilliant. Thank and you. If the bill still existed, or Scott and Bailey or something, it was like I? Selena you would absolutely be in there.
0: Yeah, I, I did dabbled in a bit of acting. Um, pantomimes kept me going for a while. Um, I've been to points of being like literally with no money to the point of having to do caring jobs and stuff like that, you know, Um, and that was before Big Reunion. Wow. Yeah. So, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, the, you know,
1: I always always think that about them because I'm a comedian uh, and I, (laughs) I always just think, well... Not for, Okay, how are things for the next six months? Yeah, because I mean, I fully, I will be back in a job. And yeah. that's not me being underconfident or yeah. you know, or You've got anything paid like bills. that. It's yeah. literally, I know, because mm-hmm. I, I look at ticket sales and I go, well, yeah. okay, yeah, you know, we're all ready for this tour, but you know, yeah, there's some dates, there's exactly. some dates in April that could do with a bump. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, we're that's, all the same, you know, self-employed, yeah, yeah. and in the yeah. entertainment
0: industry, it's difficult, and it's difficult coming from having so much success to then having to remember, you know, you try to forget what you had so you can just move forward with your life, if that course, makes any yeah, sense. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Because otherwise you can't. And then you get reminders all the time, like you think you're okay, and then someone goes, didn't you used to be in blah, 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 blah? You know, and it just reminds you of what you used to, what your life used to be like, you know. Yeah. Well, I've got over that now.
1: And I'm, I'm with the big reunion, like you did the big arena tour, yeah. and, like that must have been incredible to it was amazing
0: reaction. you know and it was amazing to see the reaction from people that people did remember our music and in a good way positive way you know and it was nice for us to it was different because it was me Mariama and Heavenly and not me Neymar and Heavenly so you know it's never going to ever feel like the beginning and yeah. unless it's me Neymar and Hev you know yeah um, so it felt great, but it also felt a bit like there was another member that was missing that, you know.
1: Yeah. And how are things with older girls now?
0: Um, Heavenly, we don't talk to her at all. She, because she...
1: You did definitely something.
0: Yeah. The single,
1: and she wasn't on that. She bowed out before that.
0: Yeah, we... <laughs> she was supposed to be recording it with us, and then she didn't turn up. Oh. Um, And then basically she bailed out as we were starting again after the big reunion we were all supposed to we had to we were funding going to fund our own music because we got to that point where people weren't wanting to put music into us so we were like okay we'll we'll fund it ourselves we'll fund our first single Um, she didn't want to do that so she just instead of talking to us about it she ran oh god that's familiar Mm. (laughs) she did a hev she (laughs) did (laughs) (laughs)
1: and <laughs> <laughs> um, you and Mariam are you still together as a so duo
0: we carried on we paid for it and we carried on and we did the single it didn't do what we wanted it to do and it completely deflated both of us basically Okay. and we just kind of went like this you know separate okay. ways
1: and are you, you, do you still do anything together or we do we it?
0: gig together we still do um, you know Honey's and Butlin's and the place we've got a gig this weekend at Butlin's ah. Um, we still do gigs, we're doing a Jog Off, um, is it Jog Off or Jog On to, Jog On to Cancer? Oh yeah, um, Jog. Jog Off? Yeah, it must be Jog Off. It's gotta be Jog Off. <laughs> yeah, it's we don't want it <laughs> to, <laughs> to Jog On, do we? Um, to Cancer, we're doing that on the 10th of April, um, so we still are actively doing stuff together as a duo. Okay. But, you but, know, if people want to hire us as a duo, then we'll go out and do that, you know. Um, but that's that's about as much as we're doing at the moment.
1: Okay, and she like she seems like a reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Mariam is lovely. She's just so, so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, we have a good time. We love each other, you know, completely, and we get on very well. So, we we look forward to our gigs so we can get to catch up and yeah, you know, spend a bit of time together. <laughs>
1: and what about there was a single that was the price you pay, and the reason yeah. I know about it, well there was a bit of stuff online about it was because when I interviewed Mariam, she played it for me. Mm. And it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, what happened to that song? It never... I
0: have no idea. Like we recorded that song. We were supposed to to put it out. Um and then again, you know, it Hev did her whole thing and, and we didn't end up doing it. God. So yeah.
1: You I still think I really still think... I have I've, I've so much belief. <laughs> I think you'll so have much your hope. day. I, I, I really do. I really do. Because you're, amazing. I like, d- you're you know, I amazing.
0: know, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I've, I have given up, which is not a good thing. No.
1: Um, no, 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 no. No, we need to fix this. I know, <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't I'm leave. i <laughs> I've got two children. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but you were doing some gigs out in Dubai. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I do... Gigs on my own, so okay, yeah. So I, I did some clubs in Dubai, and people hire me just to be Selena Cherry and sing whatever covers, honey songs, yeah. You know, I do weddings, wow, yeah.
1: You're amazing, though.
0: So, I okay. mean, people must be
1: absolutely. I mean, can you imagine going to a wedding and you're up there singing Finally Found?
0: I did a gay wedding, I, actually, it's I? really, yeah. And I sang oh Finally God. Found, yeah, it's brilliant.
1: Selena, if I ever get married i'll be there it's literally it's, <laughs> it's the reason now exactly I'm actually, I'm actually putting it on the table now
0: exactly i'll, I'll hold you to it then yeah absolutely i want to see you on facebook getting married and i'm not there i like yeah. hold on a minute didn't you say <laughs>
1: um it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you oh, thank um, you you too I, thanks for all that brilliant music in the nineties. because wow it thank just you. i loved every second of it oh brilliant thank you uh, you're amazing Thank Thank you. How cool is she? That was the fantastic Selena Cherry. You can follow Selena on Twitter and Instagram, and the Honeys have their own Facebook page. If you're a Honeys fan, they will be doing a full show in Hull for Pride on the 20th of July, so check that out because they are fantastic live you will find all of the honey's music on whatever streaming service you use and it is available to purchase on itunes so check that out as well you can follow me on all the social medias but i could do it with some more instagram followers so uh, if you fancy it give me a click i'll be posting some photos from the interviews um from this and from previous seasons so check them out i am at Garode farrelly everywhere also if you have any ideas for other guests don't be afraid to get in touch i will absolutely reply uh it's always nice to hear that people actually like these episodes Yeah, it really is, because otherwise I've just spent a day making something that nobody's going to listen to, and that's a bit grim if you think about it. That's it for me. There will be a new episode soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.